This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. And welcome back to another episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson, and with me, as always, my very good friends and co-hosts, Eric Branson and Ryan Steiskel. How's it going tonight? All right. It is going. Yeah. We're here. Cool. Cool. <laughs> cool. Had some nice, nice weather lately. Did you guys get outside? Hell no. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, mowed today, so... And I actually did it in two stints. Like, usually I have to, like... Because I haven't... Like, you know this. I think mm-hmm. you said you have an electric lawnmower as well, Joe, but, like... Yeah. The uh, batteries run out after I do, like, the, we have the yard and then, like, the back easement that's along kind of, like, the... It's not a super busy road, but kind of along the, the road we're near. Um, usually I can't get it all done on one set of batteries. I have to recharge, and so I did it in, like, two different stints. Got it all done today, so I feel very accomplished. So, nice. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I put in a garden. We'll see how well that does. We still got to do that too. Um, like you were talking about, you know, have to let the battery recharge. I did it over like three days, so my battery would recharge because <laughs> I can't do all of my yard work like I used to. It's That's getting, right. I have to admit, it's getting harder to do it in big stints. Yeah. But I actually got the kids to help me this time, which was a first. <laughs> so yeah, the kids will be my kids will be done with school, and they have two more days left. So. Uh, after that, they're going to be helping with that stuff because we got to get a lot done. So yeah, no choice. Yeah. It's it's always a lot, but but no. Today it got kind of chilly, so I didn't have to go outside and do a bunch of shit. So it was great. <laughs> got to stay inside and watch a movie. But yeah, nice. So um, it's always what we'd rather be doing, right? No, right. Yeah. It right. depends. Have you guys seen anything new other than the film we're going to talk about tonight? Well, we, I, we we were talking about earlier, we went to see the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie, mm-hmm. and I won't talk about it any more than to say that it's really good, and I recommend it, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. Goes beyond Marvel. Maybe go standards. a little further into that. Yeah. And 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 to me, and I know this is probably just more a me thing than anything, but those films have always been my favorite, because I feel like they're, they're very different than a lot of what Marvel mm-hmm. does with the oh, superhero movies and such. Sa- same with me. This is, like, just one of my favorite yeah. trilogies of all time, to be honest. Like, it's up there with trilogy yeah, standards, I'm... not just a Marvel fan. Yeah, same here. I was very, very happy with it, and... I would love yeah. to see more James Gunn does cosmic movies, like... Well, just yeah, hopefully general. over at uh, Warner Brothers he'll get a chance to do some of that with their DC properties, but let's see. It's got to get off the ground before we get the grand plans like that going. But, yeah, yeah. And there's that's an ambitious plan they're putting out, too. I mean... Yeah. They tend to be a little overly ambitious over there, so... New management. Yeah. See how it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm hoping there'll be some cool stuff that comes out of it. I think they're they're launching it in kind of an interesting way, but I also, you know, we'll see what they do with the Flash. I know that's supposed to be this big crossover thing. Yep. And yeah, 
which I am. I, I am feel like they're using see. that as a launch pad between the two things, which I have mixed feelings about. But I don't want to say anything before you know you I actually anything? know that that's the case. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's right. one I am looking forward to seeing, though. Same. Oh, it yeah. keeps looking good every time. Yeah, we've been doing? watching the trailer over and over. I don't know if you guys and it's a, yeah. a video of my my son. Yeah, talking to Batman. But <laughs> have you have you has he seen the original '89 Keaton Batman? No, I have, we haven't showed him that yet. Uh, I probably should before we go see the Flash. So in the next well, few weeks, so we maybe, we've yeah. been slowly showing him like all the old classics. Like the la- last week, our our family movie we watched Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, because oh, we're cool. getting ready for New Indiana Jones, and they really liked a lot about the but they would they would they would kind of come and go like when it would get kind of slower the slower moments they'd kind of tune out but they really liked the you know the actiony parts which is the best stuff in indiana jones anyway so yeah um yeah we'll see i, I want to show them last crusade as well uh temple of doom yeah why not i mean that's not like it's a bad movie so i think i, I saw it around that age and i liked how it grossed me out yeah yeah oh god yeah um i i do have like some moments like oh i'm thinking like should i really show them that yet but then i think about other stuff we've watched lately i'm like well if they handled that they're probably definitely pretty same compared to that so i mean i definitely watched weirder movies when i was a kid that includes that's what i keep saying (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i keep saying things like that but then again i hate it when you know I don't think that should always be a reason to justify things because a lot of people are like, well, my dad beat the shit out of me and I'm okay. It's like, well, <laughs> are you yeah. really? Because <laughs> it's, but yeah, anyway. that's that's true. And I, I, we we've discussed this a bit before, but just the way that kids consume media today is so mm-hmm. different than than we did, and so that's oh, going to yeah. influence your enjoyment of it. You know how well you can get into shows or get into movies or franchises. Um, and it almost, I don't know, I've never really looked into it, but it feels like they're churning out so much content now. And you have things like oh. YouTube to compete yeah. with. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, if you consider, you know. like, user-made content. I mean, there's so much content out there. Yeah. 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 People but a lot of kids do watch. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. And, oh, and yeah. kids yeah. watch a lot of YouTube now. I mean, even my daughter is, at 13, is talking about, like, She's nostalgic for stuff that she watched when she was six, seven, and eight, and a lot of it was like YouTube shows and or um, mm-hmm. you know Disney Channel streaming content that oh. she remembers. It's wow. it's interesting, huh. yeah. You know, movies she saw on the Disney Channel's app or something like that. It's, a, but I also think of the the weird random stuff that I was really into that maybe not a lot of other people were. And then there's the big cultural phenomenon stuff. So it's mm-hmm. it's just kind of a weird, a weird mix. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think for our generation, tonight's movie kind of fits that <laughs> latter category. It does. Of it, does. it does. I would Though say I... that this one definitely fucking made up a majority of my fucking humor and personality. Though <laughs> I did show young. this to my eight year old, and it held his attention the entire time. <laughs> Oh yeah! Wow, that's good to know. This stands up. So, <laughs> and I look, I look forward to hearing him quote this character all around the house for the next month. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm sure your wife is yeah. very happy with you for this. Oh so. yeah, she was very. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she chuckled along at a few scenes. There's some that are that good, but I guess without yeah. further ado, um, 
film we'll be discussing tonight is the 1995 American detective comedy film Ace Ventura When Nature Calls. In the deepest jungles of Africa, two tribes will fight a savage war unless a sacred animal god is found. So they're sending for the only man who can help. <laughs> Jim Carrey is Ace Ventura, pet detective. Now, perhaps we should slow down. Nonsense, poopy pants. He will embark on a delicate mission. To help a people untouched by civilization. They did not know about disease until the white man came. I am fighting something. Blind to fear. And immune to pain. Throw it! I dare you! He'll gain the respect of the tribe. Discover the animal within. And answer when nature calls. On November 10th. Nobody wants to play with me. Ace Ventura is in Africa. I'm alive. I'm alive. And Africa will never be the same. Jim Carrey. Do I have something in my teeth? Ace Ventura, when nature calls. Say hello to my stinky little friend. Uh, so yes, this is the sequel to Ace Ventura Pet Detective, which we... Yep. So yes. we decided to pair... We sometimes pair movies on the show, and we decided to pair this with Crocodile Dundee. Because we wanted to avoid the transphobic stuff from the first Ace Ventura movie. So we watched Crocodile Dundee, which has arguably yeah. more. Oh, um, yeah, more intense bit of transphobia. Yeah, I would say that not more. Ace yeah. is like heavily kind of that's one of the main jokes yeah. throughout most of so, the film. Yeah. So the the whole third act is a big trans yeah. So joke, unfortunately we yeah, couldn't but... avoid discussing poorly aged trans yeah. jokes yeah, yeah, yeah. like all of them. Um yeah. by doing Crocodile Dundee. But I think we avoided it for the most part with with this one. So we decided yeah. to just jump to the sequel. Um give you a quick synopsis. Like... Uh this one's directed by Steve Oderkirk. Um and Jim Carrey plays Ace Ventura pet detective who reprises his role um, as a detective who specializes in the retrieval of tame and captive animals. This time he's been summoned to Africa to locate a missing sacred bat. Mm-hmm. That's your that's your synopsis. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yeah, Ace goes Hilarity international. Nope. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and Ryan Ryan technically picked this out. It's one that's been kind of lingering on our on our schedule for oh gosh years at this point. Yeah, and uh, and I I, I feel like I, I do feel like you're correct in your description, Joe, that we kind of picked it to pair with Crocodile Dundee, and we kind of purposely avoided the first one this time around, uh, just because of all the you know 
political yeah. whatever and, and kind of the, the really dated jokes and such in the first one. However, I do feel like, and Ryan and I, well, all three of us kind of talked about this before we started recording and at other at other times, that um, at least Ryan and I, I know, have, have a lot of fond memory, or have a lot of fond memories wrapped around this film specifically. Mm-hmm. And uh, although I watched Ace Ventura Pet Detective, both of them, many, many times, this one's always kind of been the one that stuck with me, and it's been the ones that yeah. the, the, the jokes True. were, you know, among me and my friends were more quoted, and uh, it... it it is not known to be a strong sequel, like critically necessarily, but really? I certainly think I got I got more out of this one than um, I don't know. I did like the first film a lot too, but this one's this one stuck with me. This is by f- like when I compare them now, I think this is definitely my favorite of the two. I would but. agree. I I have more. I mean, I remember a lot of the the gags and stuff from the first one, but I remember watching this one more by choice. <laughs> Like, if I mm-hmm. had a choice between the two, I'd watch this one more. Um, and it just, I mean, it came out literally the year after. It was a quick, because the first yeah, one was a, was very popular, and so this one came out after, uh, just within a year. And and this you know, was the time that he was making, that was like his big oh, year, wasn't gosh. it? 94 was his big year. Oh, yeah. Like um, five movies or something. Like, bam, 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 bam. Like, yep. So that means that this was going on during that time. Yeah. And but no. I was gonna say like there's a Simpsons episode I was gonna bring up earlier from around this time where it's like set in the future and one of the throwaway lines for a joke in that is uh Lisa and her soon to be fiance going to a Jim Carrey movie marathon <laughs> and how much it's <laughs> you know how how really like he he is an actor that is to be appreciated you know, for his, his rubber face antics and stuff. But it's like, yeah, actually, I mean, this uh, is, yep. this is, that goes on the truth. I feel like looking at, since, since we're probably living in the, uh, right around the year that that Simpsons episode was set at this point. Uh, yeah. Confirmed. Like that's, that <laughs> like, I think we can look back at this now. And like, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and uh, appreciate him a little more than maybe he was at the time. Although I don't know. I, we, I I'm gonna say we because we were all kind of around the same age group, but we were the perfect age group for this stuff. Yeah, I mean, we were. Yeah, so. like when I saw this, this was my first Ace. I didn't know that there was a one before this, and this was the mm-hmm. one that like we never owned it, but we watched it multiple times every year. Like rented mm-hmm. it, got, went out of the way, paid money to see a movie that we've seen before, over and over again, and for better or worse, this. This this shaped a core of my sense of humor and personality as too young of an age, and then for oh, probably since actually, uh, you kind of think about it, probably since because I still quote things from this. I do too. Like I'll still say hi to people and go like Bumblebee tuna. Yep. Um, (laughs) or sometimes occasionally lean up and go, your balls are showing, and then walk away. I'm 41 (laughs) years old and I still don't park a car. At least once a week without going like a glove. Like a glove. Yep. Yep. I do that too with this. anything else. Not parking a car, just yeah, anything like else that fits. Like well, a glove. It, I forgot. Yeah, my. Good. This is also a favorite film of a. Probably because, I mean, obviously we grew up in the same house, but my sister is one of her favorite movies as well. It's one of the movies we, hold, we both uh, have on a favorites list. And. Um, 
Yeah, that's a, a quote that often comes up between uh, the two of us. Is anytime it's warm anywhere, uh, <laughs> <laughs> gets warm in these. We don't say to each other. <laughs> it gets really hot in these rhinos. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, and anybody listening, you know, yeah, it's going to be an interesting it. episode when we're already just quoting the movie out of context. <laughs> yeah. It's the you first know, thing I think about anytime we are any- filming during the summer. And I have to shut all the windows. I can't have a fan it's... on. And I live in a second-story apartment, and it gets fucking hot. It's hot so like, these... I'm just like, it's hot in these God, it's getting war- <laughs> getting hot in these rhinos. Or just, it's mainly, actually, it's the warm yeah. thing. Where he just goes, warm, yep. and peels off the wet underwear. <laughs> like, yep. Yep. Oh, God. Well, I, I guess we should go through Probably some context to all of these quotes yeah. that were... Um, yeah. Because so, this easily could be an hour and a half of just, just quoting quote it. the entire <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, um, so it, it opens up with a, like a helicopter going around the Himalayas, and they're looking for survivors. But you see Ace like climbing up <laughs> these. Oh, the good old cliffhanger. Yeah, the good cliffhanger parody. Like multiple. Where he yeah. he lets a poor raccoon fall to its death from this, which cracked me up. And now I was like, oh, I just kind of messed up. <laughs> um. <laughs> and so he he goes and joins a Tibetan monastery <laughs> to to like deal with with his loss, clear, clear his, his mind, mind. Yeah, deal peace. with the loss. Right? Yeah, and that's where Fulton Greenwall, a British correspondent who works for uh, uh, a province in Nibia uh, in Africa, yeah, played by Ian McNeese, mm-hmm. who uh, I've actually met in person on multiple occasions. Oh, cool. So I forgot that he was in this movie. Um, he is, I don't know, better known or whatever, but played, uh, Winston Churchill on Dr. Who a that, couple of times. And yeah. He's been, he's been a guest on, at a uh, Chicago TARDIS. So, uh, I've actually spoken with him. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I've yet to ask him about Ace Ventura and nature calls, but next time, if he comes back, have I'm to. going to do so. Cause I totally didn't put, I knew I knew Ian McNeese from other things. I just forgot he was in this. <laughs> See, that's right away when I was watching Dr. Who and he showed up as Churchill, yeah. I'm like, that's the dude from when nature calls from when nature calls. <laughs> like that's uh, all yeah. i could see him as and i'm like it's still when i just even saw out. i saw his name in the opening credits and it all like clicked together like a puzzle piece fell in i'm like that's what i know him from like i knew he was always so familiar even the show and then mm-hmm. i had the pleasure of meeting him. he's really really wonderful person but yeah, yeah. i think he also played in dune like the 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 miniseries he played yes he did the sci-fi yep, yep. He and i knew that one, yeah, oh, he gets yeah, questions right. about that yep i'm gonna bombard him with a question about when nature calls if i ever yeah. get a chance to <laughs> see him again so <laughs> so greenwall uh, asks ace to come back with him to africa to help find this lost bat that is sacred to one tribe and it's being offered to the other tribe as a dowry for this marriage and if the dowry isn't returned then there's going to be war um essentially a slaughter but he doesn't actually tell him the full thing he's like you just you're you're needed you need to come back to you need to come to you know africa with me in this fictional country um but the that's a good gag too because the monks are really happy to get rid of him (laughs) Because even when, when Greenwald gets there and he's asking, like, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, Ace Ventura. And he's like, well, here we have no names. And he's like, no, he's, he's an American. Like, we are all children of the same universe. He goes, he speaks out of his anus. And he's like, oh, him. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many good jokes in this outside of Jim Carrey's, like, antics. And Jim Carrey's great 
in in a Jim Carrey way in yeah. this movie. Like you know, he it's it's almost like one of his like key performance. Like I don't think you can get Jim Carrey without seeing Ace Ventura, but um, but there's just so many good jokes in this movie outside of even that. Like it's got a great script, and I I think that comes down to to both Carrey, Jim Carrey, and uh, Steve Odekirk working together yeah. on putting this movie. Um, and it's just really, really funny. And, and I find a lot of Steve Odekirk's humor and other things that he's done to be pretty funny. So I think that's probably what I'm, ter- I'm latching on to. But yeah, the, the monks are hilarious. There's just all kinds of like really great situational jokes in this. Oh, yeah. And, great comedy. So And the fact that they take him out of Florida and like kind of on this mm-hmm. globe... Well, not really too globetrotting, is it? It's just really two, a few locations. But it's still, like, it's kind of exciting each scene. Like, even when he goes on to Africa, like, all the different locations that he's in. And just watching him interact with other people around the world. And that interpretation of, like, is this how all Americans are? After this point, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, all the millennials and onward who grew up with this. Or maybe just They're... the millennials, I don't know, but... There is definitely, uh, both of the films, Ace Ventura films, have a, a kind of parody going on with them. I feel like the first one is a little bit more of a parody of kind of a, dete- a, a like gritty detective kind of, I don't know if I'd call it a neo-noir kind of like a Miami in a Vice, way, yeah. but like, yeah, it's yeah. like a detective. Uh, this Vice, one is more yeah. of a parody of an ad- adventure film in a yeah. lot of ways, so. Yeah. But I, I do want to point <laughs> yeah. this out, and because it, 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 it struck me to a point of almost bothering me. We have to acknowledge that Ace Ventura is a brilliant fucking detective. <laughs> like, Sherlock yes. Holmes level it, brilliant. It actually connected yeah. with me this time, and it's in the first yeah. one, too. It just I, I, I never really put it together that he is a bit of a Sherlock Holmes character. Like, Very. he's got that, like, yeah um because even down to his eccentricities like obviously yeah. it's overplayed in a very like early 90s you know or 90s way uh by by jim carrey in this but but yeah he's very much a sherlock holmes character like I'm, he's yeah just, i mean it, yeah. you think sherlock holmes oh, he's brilliant but he's kind of a dick right like socially mm-hmm. he's he's abrupt and, and rude and in this case he's brilliant yep. he's just <laughs> incredibly obnoxious yeah and He's uh, obnoxious, rude, yeah, all of them, yeah. yeah. Which, like, also adds to the fact that, like, this is the thing that I call as an adult, um, is like, wow, I would hate to meet this fucking person in real life, but holy shit. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Because <laughs> as a kid, as a kid, all you see is funny, I'm going to emulate this entire thing. Oh, yeah. As an adult, I understand why parents hated having me over to their to my friends' houses. Yeah. Like other parents, <laughs> yeah. like um, just to be that loud guy talks out. You just emulate the entire thing, and like, oh god, and like how I mean, did any, nobody assume anybody that... in our age group who hasn't bent over and talked out of their butt that way? Like, or, I mean, yeah. even Jack Nicholson has done it for like. There's that one thing uh, when he <laughs> accepted true. an award. So I mean that that's something. But yeah. the fact that I wasn't like flagged for ADHD that early yep. on, like it took like until like three years ago. <laughs> Like, yeah. are you kidding me? <laughs> like, that should have been the flag. I mean, it that wouldn't have been one of my flags that indicate that I have this, but that should have been back in the fucking 90s. Like, that's all they were flagging for. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. 
Maybe that's the reason that people didn't notice it. It's like, oh, no, he just likes watching Ace Ventura. Yeah. Well, we all were <laughs> like, yeah. running around saying, all righty then, and the who's all her, righty then, and, yeah. you know, all just... I mean, every time you oh, took yeah. a shower and you did your hair with soap yeah. and you just always did the do. Um, always the white devil, white devil horns, yeah. though. That's that's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know why that one. This guy. Well, once, yeah. once, they, uh, <laughs> once they get Ace to Africa, they actually tell him that he's looking for this sacred bat. White bat Shikaka, and you learn that he hates bats, which is such an odd little twist. He has a very, Mm -hmm. he has like an Indiana Jones and snakes kind of thing with bats. Like, I hate bats, and he decides to stay on the case because it's this new, like, you know, um, enlightened uh, persona. He's going to learn to love all creatures. Mm -hmm. Also. They yeah. they pay him twenty thousand dollars as like that is that what convinces him to, yeah. to take the case and I'm sitting here going yeah. like that I mean that's still kind of a lot of money but nowadays that's not yeah that's not much they expense everything <laughs> like, yeah you know still yep, in the end of the day but yep. right. <laughs> like, and so he um then he has his his capuchin monkey spike back with him um mm-hmm. so you have a mm-hmm. monkey in the film which bonus points right there oh and yeah i'm glad spike showed up again even though he doesn't really have a lot to do in this movie yeah. but no so. um and nor was he a very prominent like animal in the first movie no but he is prominent no, in the really. animated show yeah. yep so it came mm-hmm. out of this uh, yep came out of this so yeah he goes to the different tribes and when he goes to the um oh god which one is it is it the wachutu tribe which is the one that that has him do the? I guess it would no. He yeah, has the Wachutu tribe, and they're a little more. I don't know. They're the ones threatening to kill everybody, so they're the ones being the aggressors. Yeah, the the Wachutus are the the warlike. Yeah. Um, yeah, the aggressive tribe. The uh, Wachati. Yeah. yeah, Wachati are the other. So yeah. when he goes to this visit, the Wachati. Oh, when he goes to the Wachati, that's where he Yeah, we should to... talk about the Wachati yeah. before we go to the next the, one, because yeah. both interactions are something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he he investigates, you know, where the bat was stolen from, and he's learning about some of their cultures, like spitting on each other's faces when you're happy. And so... <laughs> There's just so I many like little gross-out gags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That, that's one that's still pretty gross, like the... Uh... When he's... I'm the loogie guy. Aren't I the popular one? (laughs) (laughs) But he does meet Um, the uh, Wachati princess who's about to be married off. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's some, there's still some questionable stuff in this that doesn't, doesn't fly very well. Oh oh, yeah. Yeah. We did not avoid dated stuff because I mean, although I don't think those, you know, it's as bad as in other places. There's still some stuff that's, I think just, in general, when you write a movie about two like Afri- traditional African tribes, you're skating on some yeah. some ground, some ice that's a little bit like I'm not. Yeah, there's nothing like, here that I, I I would say is like blatantly offensive or disrespectful, but it's still just a little bit. It's nothing stood out to me that was like red flag but more so just yellow light of caution i'm like i'm waiting for like somewhere in the next couple of years somebody to rewatch this and just list off a bunch of things mm-hmm. uh but nothing yeah. seemed immediately obvious to me that would have been different than any other like 
American goes to Africa. My, my main out. thing that I noticed here is that not that just you know not that there's really like you know, the the African tribal characters, but there's not really a predominant um, African character that's not one of those right. people, and I think that's a little unsettling. <laughs> uh, I think you could get away with everything else. Just give us some like other African characters that aren't you know tribesmen. <laughs> so um, yeah. I guess it's the security chief, but he doesn't play a prominent no. role. And I guess he's from Africa too. Though. And while that that's yeah. true, yeah. they do show that the kind of white imperialistic, you know, none of them are really the good guys here. So that helps. Yeah. No, no, I. Yeah, that, the that's bad guy fine. I mean, it all ends well there, yeah. but yeah. So. Yeah, so he he's going. I mean, the, not to go into every single plot point, kind of like when we did Fish Call Wanda. You know, it's like it's a it's in this case it's not a heist, but it's this detective story. So there's a lot of little twists and turns and good setups for gags and stuff like that. But yeah, he meets with the uh, the Wachati tribe and he's looking around for poachers and stuff. And then he also ends up at the Wachudu tribe for their battle thing. And yeah, so there's ceremony I mean, like pre pre battle ceremony because they're gonna march the next yeah. day. Before that. There's a whole thing before that, and it involves the scene behind you, Joe. Oh, that was well, all before that, he goes to the. Other. He keeps skipping to like the like the second half know, of Act Two right that. away. No, yeah, the uh, <laughs> probably the, the rhino, rhino scene, scene is still yeah. one of the best. <laughs> like when he's staking out, like because he finds a feather yep. in the cave and also at the sacred site of the first tribe. And then he makes the connection. He follows uh, the dude because he makes. Oh, there was a dude that had a fucking raven or whatever. Yeah, the, like the game warden yeah. or somebody. Yeah, like of the, like yeah, some the... place. And then he's yep. following him, and that's where they have this whole mantras mantra montage montage of being master of disguise, which. Oh, I, I got such a kick out of that that I'm not sure I really got the joke when I was younger. That whole thing about him, you know, spying but being really, really not good at it all yeah in all of his hiding he's just yeah. mimicking know, the am- animals but not actually it's one of the many himself. jokes that worked better for me ne- this time than it did when i was younger but the yeah. one that one that always got my parents that made me remember that part was um so they show the part where you know he he's pretending to be a monkey followed by him yep, pretending to be chimpanzees pretending to be uh a hippopotamus with the wiggling ears mm-hmm. always uh, yeah. But when he's eating the lion, or oh, sorry, yeah. eating the zebras with the lion, and he goes, "All right, guys, none of this goes the ways." Instantly, next scene, he has a giant fucking like parachute made of zebra skin. Um, yeah. Right away, that that's the <laughs> one that floored my parents so many times that I could not like help but like remember that fondly. That one simple joke. Uh, oh, all, yeah. all, all because, and he attaches himself to the fucking. Yeah, he paraglides back of off the, Jeep, the back of the car. and he paraglides <laughs> just to see the license plate. It takes a picture of the license plate. Yeah, and then he yep. just enjoys the rest of it, uh, and then it leads up to rhino. This is the rhino scene, the, the mechanical rhino that he's. Yeah. It's like don't mind me guys where he where he got a curious. mechanical rhino we're not sure but <laughs> yeah. that's uh that's okay because the ensuing scene is probably the most memorable scene from this film yeah. he gets he gets uh, close so he can you know <laughs> listen in on the the park owner and stuff and then the rhino might i say though kind of fascinating that you chose a rhinoceros and like oh don't mind me i'm just a curious little rhino yeah i, I mean in real life if you saw a rhino kind of near you you're like maybe we should move yeah 
Maybe we should move. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to be of near course, this. <laughs> yeah, I guess we can give a little, throw up a little bit of suspension to disbelief that this guy's, a, you know, a game warden and, and he owns a, runs a zoo or zoological park in Africa. Maybe he's a little more comfortable. Yeah. And this is in the park, as we see later yeah. on in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, right. a, it's a safari park. And as he's in the rhino and it malfunctions, it starts getting very hot. Yep. The and fan goes His off. fan yeah. breaks. Yeah. Yep. The savannah sun. <laughs> And then the handle breaks off on the exit hatch. Yep. And, and he starts panicking. So he starts panicking and sweating. And he gets, as he's watching, he gets sweatier and sweatier. And he starts, like, removing piece of clothing, my piece of clothing, finally, to, like, as Ryan mentioned, the warm line yep. as he's wringing sweat out of his underwear. Oh, and, it's the know, wet underwear when you hear it. it hit the bottom when he throws yeah. it, that slap. <laughs> Um, and then, and then, right, and then, then the the like conversation he's watching breaks up, and he's like, "Oh, finally!" And then goes to open it up, and like the handle breaks, and he's stuck inside. Rips open. And the, the only hole. way to get out of the rhino is this one small hole that happens to be placed right where the rhino's <laughs> anus would be. Yep. It's this rubber sheet that he has so. to crawl through and squeeze through, just as a family of tourists comes by to watch. The mother rhino giving birth. <laughs> yep. One of my favorite lines is, "Oh look, the mother rhino is about to get or is giving birth," and they all get out. I Girls, like, get out! We'll watch this. Just, <laughs> like when he's like gnawing at the edge of it, <laughs> making that fucking sound. It just flops out. Just sweat ass uh, naked. Of, well, he's part of the. I mean. The whole scene's hilarious. Part of it that makes me is the the cutbacks to the the family's reaction yeah. scenes and the changing faces that they're getting as this is going on. Well, he's also Just, covered yeah, with hydraulic is... fluid because one of the pipes broke yep. in there, and so he's got this dr- sweat and this other goo dripping <laughs> off of him. Yep. <laughs> oh, this man. scene is by hands down the funniest fucking scene one of the funniest scenes i've ever fucking seen where to this day it still makes me just bust a gut i was gonna say this is comedy like historical comedy like this is one of the most funny scenes in a movie period and i'll die on that hill like it is it is fantastic like say what you will about the rest of the movie even though i think there's a lot of really great stuff here but this this whole situation yeah is this scene alone i guarantee is the reason that my 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 parents constantly re-rented the fucking film it's just like, yeah. I gotta see naked Jim Carrey birthed out of a fake rhino. <laughs> like, I just need that in my life. Um, yeah. God. Yep, it's it's gold. It, it, it's worth the price of admission. If for some reason you're listening to this and haven't seen this movie, which I doubt there's anybody that's, you know, one, hasn't seen this movie, two, hasn't seen this movie and actually would listen to a whole show about it. Uh, but if if you are that person... Do yourself a favor and check it out. It's mm. it's definitely it's definitely a lot better movie than Reputation would have you believe, I suppose. But mm-hmm. Next, yeah. after this but it, is, they go towards an interrogation scene. Oh, that yeah. <laughs> um, which never bothered me as a kid, but as an adult, not the eyeball thing, but the plate thing. <laughs> The plate thing, the yeah. The plate thing actually now bothers me. Yep. <laughs> I like that all of his torture things are just little things like, yeah. Yep. Scratching the plate and poking his eyeball. Like, <laughs> it's, it's I will the sound I've, effects. I've done the eyeball too. thing, though, to other people yeah. the, after that. The, um... <laughs> oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the sound yeah. effects. Just, yeah, as he's poking his own eyeball, going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's Jim um, Carrey just being let off a leash. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. 
And I think he got to do a lot of that because he being he basically got to write his own check paycheck with this movie because the first one was such a big hit they wanted to do a sequel and they were kind of like hey do whatever you want with it. he got to hire the director yeah. so he hired steve odekirk who was a personal friend of his and i have a feeling he had not only had a lot to say in the story elements of coming you know putting this movie together but i assume they they were both improv improvisational actors and Supposedly they had a lot of fun just playing with this concept and script, even on set oh, they were can... changing stuff and yeah. Well, so, you can see and that. You can tell. Yeah, like, I think it's. And I think yeah. Odekirk, this is nothing but fun. I think Odekirk was also like a, a an advisor on the first film, like with with Jim Carrey. Oh, okay. He was. He was a character advisor mm -hmm. on on the first film or something. So he helped he helped design or create Ace Ventura as a character. I think. Interesting. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, the, the Rhino scene. I agree. It's. That was the one I think that sold me on this movie when I was a kid, and just like Dumb and Dumber, you know, another Jim Carrey movie that came out around the same time, it's those scenes are still like locked in my memory. A lot of the the jokes are too, the little quick lines, uh, all of that. It, it's it, it it's kind of a testament, like you know, yeah, it was a joke in the '90s when we thought we would be, you know really appreciating jim carrey's humor style in 2023 yet yeah, yeah it, it still works really well um yeah. in in this kind of a movie like a, you know a lot of improv and, and just just the, the kind of humor that's done here i think jim carrey's humor works very mm -hmm. well here like it's uh is he always like i mean he, he's Jim Carrey, right? He, he certainly can be a bit obnoxious, but I think this character that he's playing lends itself to that so well. Like, it's a, it's almost kind of like Jim Carrey's stand-up was written into a character, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and Jim Carrey as an actor and as a person, not like I know him personally, has, has certainly um, evolved from this point. But I think this is kind of like time capsule-wise. You can't get a lot more... We can't hit the nail on the head a lot more than like this performance in this movie. I think this is what Jim Carrey was all about at the time when this was made in 1995. Like this is what people were into. Yeah. <laughs> when I think about his physical yeah. comedy on film, uh, I mean, The Mask is a big one, but this one's yeah. the one I always think about the most. It, and I know Joe's dying to talk about it. So when I think about Jim Carrey's physical comedy, I think about the Wachutu spear. <laughs> scene like that that might be like what well the entire the whole the first, fight the entire yeah. <laughs> the entire yeah. fucking like from beginning to end like it, getting into the fucking circle place, of death doing yeah. the challenges <laughs> well it, oh the fucking like when like the witch doctor uh trial that he had to fucking go through and he's just like doing the arm into the prosthetic head and everything <laughs> oh, yeah. just every ounce of it yeah, I like when he goes and gives the elbow a couple of whacks to mm -hmm. get it in. <laughs> yep. But even when, you know, like the he's getting ready to fight this big, you know, their their toughest warrior, this gigantic guy walks out and he turns around and there's Tommy <laughs> Davidson Tommy <laughs> like packed into a Yoda backpack and he's just growling. <laughs> like very feral. With all the yeah. war paint and stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I think between the Rhino and and this Circle of Death fight with Tommy Davidson, th those are my two favorite scenes of this. Just the he's like flinging sand at yeah, him the, and shit. Also, the scene when he gets darted by the Wachutus. Oh, um, I still try to figure out how that was done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, the it's, it's in the bone. It's, oh. it's in the bone. <laughs> <laughs> 
the sound it makes like triggers like this primordial like part of my brain from like early memory like yeah like it's just it kind of makes like a yeah sticks in like a doorstop and there's just there's just something about the way he does that the way he he acts just silently like reacts to both of the the spears and i don't know it's it's all really great stuff mm-hmm. i'm sure there's people out there that might have been a you know if they were adults when this came out they're probably shaking their heads like what the hell are you guys talking about but yeah i think you know <laughs> yeah i mean but... even when he gets inside the like early when he gets inside and he sneaks in and he's just, he just steals a mask and he's just running around like a white guy like, yeah. and just dancing weirdly and just they, like right away they're noticing something isn't right but i did crack i did crack up when they first show like him um who is the sidekick i can't remember his name oh um what is his name prince uda uda yeah uda uda so when he and uda which just their heads were sticking out their faces were sticking out of the the brush and it's i don't know what it was but it's just something so cartoony to see in a live action <laughs> thing it just made me like laugh my ass off but uh, just like perfectly like their faces around. Yes, just perfectly. And he just yeah. pulls out and he does this little dancing. He gets caught. He goes, "Don't worry, Udo's probably miles away." Comes up, "Hello, Ace." <laughs> well, <laughs> then when Udo's translating for him, and he's getting yeah, Uda, everything but, wrong. Udo, yeah. this entire this is where Udo sh- like shined the most is when they were in this this tribe, mm. this whole fucking thing with the tribe. Oh my god, it's when I get the. It's like I couldn't help but notice that white devil, white devil thing. This way they know you. Yeah, they know you. <laughs> Leave that part out. <laughs> oh yeah, that that's how they know you. Yep. <laughs> oh, my um, and he's the one that actually spears him the second time. Like he's like, quick, yeah. throw me a spear. Chucks <laughs> <laughs> <gets> the other <laughs> leg. Oh my god, I actually I really love that character. Like he's just a joy. Like every time he yeah. doesn't have many lines, but every time that he's on, like I always remembered him. I always remembered yeah, his I lines, like and I too. do quote him, uh, okay, like occasionally. It's just the he just has such a like happy persona the entire time. I like you, then spit right on something. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, it'd be great. I would have loved if there was a spinoff. Um, but that's whatever. Get away from yeah. that fantasy. That would not. I couldn't. Happen. I couldn't help thinking, and, and there's been talk of it over the years. And, and Ryan reminded me of the TV movie they made uh, after this, the Ace Ventura oh, yeah, Junior. No. But um, <laughs> I have not seen that, and I've not heard any good things about it. But no. um, I kept thinking, like you know, if they could follow some of the patterns of this movie, not necessarily of the first movie. Um, and just kind of like give him his own, you know, treat him like the Sherlock Holmes esque character, give him these little cases or something. And you could have made a couple more of these movies. And if it stayed, you know, in this vein of humor, I think you could make funny Ace Ventura movies. You, yeah. It's not too late. You could still do it. I know Jim Carrey says he's retired, but he, he got all, he... all of his buddies back to do this. I, I think you might be able to. Talk he says he'll come it, out but... for the for the for a good script. I'm just thinking, like, yeah. Ace International still works. Like, you throw them in different yeah. locations. Uh, it, yeah. I think it works. Um, you, He did say once in an interview that he would do a third Ace Ventura movie as long as Christopher Nolan would direct it. So, that's... Uh, oh. <laughs> well, I think it'd be hard to... Nolan! In reality. And I, I'm not Now's your chance. Anything about you know, yeah. Jim Carrey's, you know, health or anything like that. But 
there's a lot of physical comedy in this that I'm sure would be True. hard to do all these years later. I think that would add to the comedy of an it older could. ace. It could. Different type of I think Jim Carrey comedy. would go for it. I'm afraid he would hurt himself. I mean, because yeah. he's a go for it kind I, of guy. I, I, I think, you know, so. he's still doing these kind of zany characters. You know, he plays um, Robotnik in in uh, mm-hmm. the Sonic the Hedgehog movies, and he's actually yep. really good. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah. He's very good in it. He's he's really good. At, I liked him in both of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's still some of that Jim Carrey there. You know, like there's still a lot of facial expressions and 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 lines and stuff like that but it's not as over the top as uh, as in the ace ventura movies and that's there's yeah. a lot more just like like with with the robotnik thing like a lot more hand movements and dancing mm-hmm. so there is mo- there's just not like fallen bare ass naked out of a rhino though i think that might be a deleted scene somewhere in one of the sonic films <laughs> don't double yeah. like d- yeah, don't quote me on that hmm. but <laughs> Oh, he escaped that out. robot at the end of the second movie somehow. Spoiler, sorry. But yep. anyways. <laughs> yeah, he'd have to. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so yeah, then Ace finally figures out what's actually going on. Um, yep. I mean, first he does some astral projection to go back to <laughs> the Tibetan temple <laughs> <laughs> um, to help him figure out the wow. case. Uh, and he realizes that Cadby, who's the consulate, who hired him was actually the one who kidnapped, who took the bat for and this. I think introduced a lot of people our age to this substance, but uh, bat feces or guano is actually worth a lot of money because it's used in fertilizers. Fun, fun yeah. fact very recently, I don't even remember the situation, but it was a few weeks uh, back. Somebody used the term guano, and I told my partner, like, Oh, yeah, that means bat feces. She's like, How do you know that? I'm like, that's one of, like, the first things I've ever fucking learned. Yeah. <laughs> and it was from Ace Ventura. Guano. Guano. They have I can't hear guano. <laughs> yeah. There's, yep. there's a... I can't hear anybody say... Yeah, like you said, I can't hear anybody say guano without thinking of this movie. Yeah. There's no... Yep. Yeah. And Every it's time. a really... Guano bowls. Collect the whole set. It's really cool how the... <laughs> it, it, it's another great Jim Carrey bit, but when he's, you know, aces, this, again, over the top and everything, and he's explaining the doing the the great detective movie part where the -hmm. detective explains the plot to the villain right (laughs) and he does it like and that's why you did this and that's why you did this and then he literally (laughs) says it backwards and moves he's like let me run that back for you and then does it backwards backwards. and i i have to wonder if that is actually it backwards I need to. Oh God, that would be a fun yeah. thing to check out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you could. I bet. It, I bet it's something close. I bet it's the closest he can do. Right. You know, right off the top of his head. Yeah. So. Turns out, it's just saying Paul is dead. Yeah. Just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's gonna be something it's I like, figure oh, out if, if he actually did that. But yeah, that's yeah. that's a great part that had me cracking. But too, because that's it's it's yeah. really good physical comedy, but it's also like part of this character doing this weird yeah. shit like that. Um, Quick, turn off the lights. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> yeah, there's so many great like situational things in here too. We didn't mention the slinky on oh, the temple God. stairs. That's one of my favorite jokes. The wrestling uh, alligator, like, the darts twice. Yeah. Just all kinds of good stuff. Like yeah. I don't know. You have to really condense it, down and never the the, the shooting spit wads at the guy balancing <laughs> doing his like life passage test balancing on a post, like mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
the fact that he dusted de- the entire room and he's princess. covered in like the dust. <laughs> oh himself. yeah, the fingerprinting <laughs> yeah. dust. Yeah. Yeah, there's really, I think the thing that works so well about this is there's really not a set piece. Like, it's, a you know, like many comedies are, it's kind of a series of sketches in a way that kind of go together to, to form a film. Um, it, there is a detective story here, but it, it plays a backseat to, to, you know, the physical comedy and what, what's going on with Jim Carrey. But there's really not a piece or a segment of this movie that doesn't work. A lot of comedies oh, yeah. will, will hit it, that hit it, will hit and miss. This one pretty much hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know critics all across the board disagree with me on that, but I think people, at least at least I hope people that grew up with it, I know it was popular among my group of friends growing up, um, but I think I've talked to people about this, and generally it's pretty fondly remembered by people of our age group. And I think that's why. I think it just, I remember almost the... everything in this movie is funny, and it works. Yeah. Like, it's... I remember the fucking soundtrack. Like... That is yeah. how much I've yeah. seen this goddamn movie. Like, by Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, for example, like, that's not the soundtrack, <laughs> but he sings it. I never even heard that song. I didn't know what the reference was until one day I saw, like, I think I was scrolling through and I see Chitty Chitty Bang Bang on, like, maybe like, it was like a Disney Channel thing or whatever, like, mm-hmm. late at night. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I'm like, and realize yeah. I'm like, this, and I watched it. Just for the f- fact that, like, I wanted to get the reference. <laughs> that's why you watched Chitty was, Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> I was horribly disappointed, and I went back to just watching Ace Ventura uh, with Nature. <laughs> Chitty bang bang. But yeah. yes, it was like shit like that. Like... There, there are some great moments in that scene, and there, there you go. Here's an Ian McNeese question if I ever get a chance to ask him. But there are some moments in that scene where Ian McNeese, his character is supposed to be very like kind of cross and upset with Ace Ventura at the time, but he is like cracking up laughing yes. at him in a few shots in that in that scene. Now I. I would just like to ask, like, you know, is that is that legit? Like, oh, it has to be. I mean, working with Jim Carrey is. I'm sure that is exactly what it is. But like the Chee Chee yeah. Bane Bane scene, like he's covering his ears, but he's fucking <laughs> laughing. Um, or the or when they did the flat tire joke, when he's like walking in, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. it's like I. It's not. Don't don't get me wrong, but uh, I don't I don't I don't mind like a good practical joke, but. The back of my heel is starting to get quite raw, yeah. <laughs> like, indicating that this is a thing he keeps fucking doing. Um, really taking home the fact that, like, yes, he is uh, Sherlock Holmes, but he's insufferable in a different way. Yeah. He's like the '90s. I don't know, like, what did you call it, the '90s character? That like the Mook character from a '90s comedy movies. He's that version of Sherlock Holmes. I yep. think that's yep. that's what we got. Yep. You know. Um, and how many times did your friends give you a fucking flat tire because oh, of this God. movie? Like, that was what, like, just, just all the time. Like, that was a thing flat you did. And, mm-hmm. yeah. It's better than the few years later when everybody started slapping each other in the balls for for kicks. Another one. I'll take the flat tire. Yeah, right. Day, another one involved <laughs> with that scene that I adopted is when I do, like, when he does the drum thing on the mushroom. And he goes like, "We love you, Dark Continent. Good night." Yeah. I I've done that so many times. Anytime I drum on a thing, that's the thing that I emulate. Until recently, after watching this, like, "Oh yeah, Dark Continent, Africa." Shouldn't say that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Because I never made the connection. Like, yep, nope. Just gonna say Detroit from now well, on. Well, and I so. I even annoy myself yeah. now when I play Monopoly. And every single <laughs> thanks for the free yeah. parking. Do not pass go. Yeah, Do not collect two hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> you must be Holy the monopoly guy. guy. <laughs> so uh, we skipped yeah, over a it, lot. It, it's because we yeah. We, there's no way 
again, this we're just qu- been... we're quoting and yeah. like, yeah. but that's yeah. I still I stick with that theory that every little like bit or vignette, there's something that works about it, and it's just, I don't know. It's a funny movie. I I still laugh at it. Like, there's points where I, I, I see that the humor might not have aged well, but, like, there's also a lot of points where I feel like it aged very well compared to some other stuff. I like, think I mean, most... We, we watched Deuce Bigelow, right? They yeah. Didn't oh, get his mind, like, no. the, like, so. the, the, the humor with this isn't necessarily the age... It, it, well, like you said, a few things. It's mainly just a maturity thing. Because I know for mm. a fact that this movie will not work with everybody. No. Like, but you have no. to... You have to have a certain, like childish sense of humor or like a certain crassness like and it works my god does it fucking work it's it hits uh and i mean you showed this to your uh your kid recently joe didn't you oh yeah i watched yeah my son watched it with me and it held his attention and he laughed yeah at all the jokes that that he got and there's stuff that i caught this time that i probably didn't remember from before or didn't pick up before but like I yeah. never, ca- I never understood uh, when Ace got caught masturbating. Never understood that until way later on. I forgot on my life. about like, that part. Oh, real quick, was like, oh, that's why that's awkward, funny. But well, and I, I was old enough to just understand my mantra that joke. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, um, and I, I think I pretend. I th- think I pretended I didn't get it because I probably watched it with my parents around. I, I can't imagine my parents sat down and watched this whole movie. I'm sure they would have rolled their eyes and walked away from it, but, like... I think yeah, my dad anyway. watched it with me. Um, but, yeah. no, I, I still have to chuckle <laughs> to myself when I'm on an airplane and they come by to hand out, like, peanuts. <laughs> Peanut? <laughs> Start... You have to fight the temptation to quote the yeah. line to them. <laughs> it's a bit bulky, but I consider it carry-on. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure they've heard. I'm it sure they've heard worse, but yep. yeah, peanut. Yeah, because this is one of those films that can easily turn you into like that annoying, inappropriate, older, middle-aged dad. Yep. thing very quickly. Oh, oh, yeah. Like half of yeah. these are dad uh, jokes. <laughs> modern day dad modern jokes. Day yep. Dad jokes. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. and then so I guess to just kind of wrap up the plot. Um, yeah, Ace chases him in a monster. Yeah, truck. he chases Cadby in a monster <laughs> truck, and because Cadby runs off with the bat in a cage, the cage gets lodged, mm-hmm. and so Ace has to get Shikaka. Which, by the way, every time they say the name, they have to bend down on one knee, and so he makes a good gag out of that. <laughs> Chicago, you're out. Um, <laughs> but he has until noon the day of the wedding to get the bat back to its shrine and mm-hmm. just as the two tribes are coming together in battle he comes running by horribly like uncomfortable gripping this flailing bat as he runs through the jungle <laughs> it'd be like me holding a snake or you know mm-hmm. if, if you have just like a thing about certain animals or certain textures or whatever having to run through the woods with that mm-hmm. so yeah uh cadby gets raped by a silverback gorilla because i guess that's always funny um oh, always yeah <laughs> yeah it's it, it's a tasteful silverback gorilla rape here, just done with a little bit of music and some shaking bushes. Yep. You know? yep. By the way, that music, Ace Ventura, both films use that music to depict sex scenes, and that that is yes, all I do. ever hear. This fucking <laughs> anytime I ever hear that song, it's always associated with that. Yeah, when I was really little, it was <laughs> The Lion King, and now it's not. Uh, yeah, and uh, just as everything's going, you find out that the the 
uh, Wachutu prince that's to be married to the princess is actually the little warrior. It's Tommy Davidson. And, uh, yeah, he finds out that she's no longer a virgin, to which Ace goes, they can tell. (laughs) (laughs) And then both tribes chase after him at the end. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's where we leave. So, Ace being chased through the forest. I did forget to mention when when dude's just like, can you, I'm not the, I'm not white devil. I just met you. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess the end of this film kind of shows he might be. Yeah. <laughs> really? So. Disrupt the whole thing. What do you think? Do we have some uh, final thoughts and grades for Ace Ventura when nature calls? God, I think uh, all we have yeah. left is just quoting. Yeah, I think so. But, uh, that's yeah, we could go yeah, on, I'm God, sure. Man. Eric, let's start with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a, an interesting one when you're trying to come up with a grade because I, I, I understand that nostalgia plays a huge role here. Um, however, I do think this is a f- better film than it gets credit for. Like, it's got like a 22% of Rotten Tomatoes. I remember it being panned by critics when it came out. Um, I remember the general consensus is it was kind of a, a poor sequel to a superior original film. Bullshit. Um, Time has spoken. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I don't agree with any of those assessments, even uh, in in the context of 1995 when I first saw it. Yep. I think this is a very funny, uh, it's it's quick, um, it's put lots of great situational humor. Jim Carrey is, you know, top of his game at this point. Um, It may not be for everybody, but if you're into what it is, it is a a really, really funny movie. You're you're not going to go wrong with it. Chances are, if you're listening to a show about it, you've already seen it, but it's about time you go watch it again, probably. And, um, yeah, I I think I have to give this one an A, because I just get a kick out of it still to this day. It it had me laughing, and I've seen this thing. This is one of those movies I've seen 20 times in my life. If it can still get laughs out of me, uh, you know, they did something right. So yep. I, I, I'm fully aware that that may be a nostalgia grade, but that's where that's that's where my enjoyment level is, and that's where I try to take my grades from. So, yeah, this is an A for me. What do you think, Ryan? Oh, man. Uh, like, go, going off of the one thing you mentioned with, like, um, good job, Ryan completely forgot what you were gonna say i really enjoyed this movie it makes up the core i've said this several times now like it made up the core of like my humor as a kid if we owned this the vhs would have been fucking watched to oblivion um so it was always like a like a treat to watch and we watched it a lot um but it was something that was a treat Uh, we just like i want to feel good we're gonna go rent this movie and bring it back and then, like, years ago, I found it, like, for, like, $2 at, like, a used DVD place. I'm like, yeah, this is going to have to be collected. I remember uh, what you mentioned before, Eric, that, like, critics saying that this was, like, a failed mm-hmm. copy or whatever. Again, I watched this first, and then I saw the, the first one second, uh, like, years later. And I can say, like, I feel this one uh fixes the flaws of the previous one like with when you start a new thing and you try to you haven't worked out the bugs this one works out the bugs like shot for shot scene for scene everything is just funny and it flows and it's great it's perfect 90s if you wanted to understand 90s like this this is what i think of like i know a lot of people like currently when they think about 90s it's always 
like all these things like you know fucking lisa frank and shit and it's like this that's that's early 90s early 90s and late 90s two different fucking setups but this this is middle 90s and like this takes up like a good chunk of what i think about when i think about 90s um so if anyone's like younger somehow listening to this podcast uh congratulations are we cool yet um <laughs> this is the movie to actually watch and these kind of things to kind of get an idea of what that kind of decade contained or or better yet to understand why the adults of today the millennial groups of today are the way that they fucking are um this i don't care if it's nostalgia um this movie is just it speaks to my soul this is an a plus easily i don't care who who says what this this will always get an a plus this is one of those films that i would take with me into desert island if i needed to well i'm gonna be in the echo chamber on this that yeah i it, it hit me this time and i mentioned it before that he's actually a brilliant sherlock holmes detective you know sherlock holmes style yes. but he's just incredibly obnoxious and offensive if you can stomach jim carrey at this stage in his career or let's i'll be honest and fair at any stage in his career <laughs> because <laughs> um, I know he's not for everybody. Even when this, at his peak around this time, I don't want to call it his peak, but when he was really getting big like this, there were a lot of people that couldn't stand him. It, yep. Just like mm-hmm. Adam Sandler films and stuff like that. There's just some people aren't going to like this style of humor. But he's really excellent in this, uh, as this character. This is a character I don't think anybody else could really play. Um, no. it, it, yeah. it would come off, it just wouldn't be the same. Um, I thought it was hilarious when I saw it when I was a teen and I still crack up at it today. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of that's nostalgia, but these are some really clever, sometimes gross, but, but really clever gags in here. I'm not sure that, yeah, generational humor changes. I'm not sure that, like you said, Ryan, I'm not sure people today are going to appreciate it, but I'm, I'm going to let the nostalgia take over and I'm going to call this one an A as well. Um, again, appreciating Jim Carrey from the 90s here in 2023. Uh, But we would love to know what any of our listeners think of Ace Ventura When Nature Calls or your thoughts on just the character in general. Uh, Please feel free to share any of those questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms to the Video Junker Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod and on Instagram and Facebook on our main Video Junker Podcast pages. If you write it, we'll read it, and we look forward to hearing from you. And we hope you come back and join us here on the Video Junkyard Podcast for more discussions about wonderful movies like Ace Ventura When Nature Calls. Uh, coming up on the uh, podcast, we're going to be watching Dog Eat Dog, uh, City of God, Dolls, The Relic, and uh, many more good things coming up. Uh, we'll uh, stay tuned for more and hope you'll come back and join and us. And we want to thank you once again for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. And until next time, I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. I'm Ryan Seiskel. <laughs> Take care now. Alrighty then. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>
You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go. Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast on Twitter at video junk pod and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast. All one word. Want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard.